The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. 98 KUPD, it is uh, just about that time. I do believe it's time right now. Duff McKagan's on the phone. Legend. Basis for Guns N' Roses and everything else. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing quite well. How are you? Great. Beautiful. It's uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and just knowing your history a little bit, hearing what you're doing now is a, a bit of a shock. We'll get it's to that in a life second. conversion. Yeah, I mean, you are, you're like three different people. Well... Uh, yeah, all those three people just make up. You know, I think we're all sort of complex people and not one-dimensional. And um, you know, for me, being I, I have two bands right now. Uh, I, I went to school in my thirties uh-huh. after after Guns to kind of figure out. Uh, I, I woke up at, at thirty. Well, you your, know, your pancreas. Up. Tell people why your pancreas blew up, right? It did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from from yeah, just alcohol abuse. Yeah. Something had to give, and it was your pancreas. Yeah, for me, I was <laughs> and I was fortunate because yeah. I didn't know how to stop, and and finally my body said, "Well, you either stop or you're going to die." How so, do you know when your pancreas blows up, Duff? Oh, you know, like the second it happened, you start. You, oh, you probably know. are discolored. Yeah. What? What? It was one of those things where, where I was taken in the emergency room, and it was so much pain because you have uh, thirty degree burns on the inside of you, you know, on your organs. Whoa. And, and, you know, you've seen those movies where the soldier's out in the field, the battlefield, and his leg's blown off, and he's telling his, his buddy to kill him. Right. Because it, you know, and that's what I, I actually asked the doctor to just kill me, put me out of my misery. Really? Where were you when it happened? I, I was in my house in Seattle, uh-huh. and my, my best friend actually came over to the house, luckily for me, because I, I couldn't even dial 911. I was in so much pain. Wow. And he found me upstairs, and, and uh, took me to the emergency room, and... I was in there for a couple of weeks, uh, and uh, yeah, but I survived, and and, uh, and I learned a lot, even just in that two weeks in the hospital. Uh, wow. a, lo- a lot of things became very real to me. Um, but you know, so so I, I I got home and I had to figure out how to live sober, and and I had a lot of free time because when you're out chasing drugs and, and alcohol, <laughs> for me that's a full time job. Yeah, the that's, way that's I did it. Eight to ten hours a day, at least. Uh, about twenty-four hours a day. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I had all this time, and, and um, I, I had this file cabinet down in my basement, and it had all my financial statements from the previous six years. And I, for something to do to keep my mind occupied, I started going through these financial statements, 
and I couldn't figure them out. And I was 30 years old, and I was too afraid to ask anybody because I thought I was the only guy on the planet who didn't know about money. Right. You know, because there's all these financial shows, and they're talking about multiples of us, you know, stock trading at, you know, the low PE and what? Uh-huh. What did you, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt like a dumbass. and. Yeah. So I went to school. I, I got into a, uh, a school. But when you looked at those statements, I mean, I figured, uh, you know, at that age, you had some handlers or people, financial guys doing the money. Doing the Did you, you have some? Well, no, we had, yeah, we had uh, business managers, uh, you know, CPAs. And, but the, the way that we, in, in, in my 20s, because I didn't know about money, and I thought everybody was out to rip me off. Because I think they were right. Um, you know, we we um, we threatened them by saying we want your home address, and if we find out you're ripping <laughs> us off, we'll burn down your house. And that's how we did business. So it was basically we don't understand it. You know, we don't understand it. We'll kill you if you screw us. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that that seems reasonable. And it, and, and, and it kind of worked. I got to tell you, we we didn't get blatantly ripped off, but there was people with their hands and everything, and there was ulterior motives. Well, left sure. and right. Well, you got five guys just cranked out of their minds making millions. And you're the sober one in charge of their money. That's a tough one not to try to rip off, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, people are getting their commissions are ten and fifteen percent off of the gross, which means you're guaranteed, say, two hundred grand for a gig, right? So your your manager's taking fifteen percent of that, so that's thirty grand gone off the top. Then you have to pay for all the buses, right. all the employees, all the hotel rooms. Um, you know, it's gone. And, and all your travel. And then, of course, the, the agent also takes 10% off the top of gross. So by the time you, and then if you go on late, you've got to pay quadruple union fees. and all the, So you're paying to play a gig. Now, you guys went on late all the time because I remember, and I'm not mad at you for it because I have a feeling I know who was responsible, but you were with Metallica Faith No More and Guns N' Roses here in Phoenix once. Yeah. Metallica finished at about 10.15. You guys hit the stage at 10 to 1. Yeah. Everyone wanted to kill you. Did, yeah, is, yeah. is that was it all of you, or does Axel get the rap because he deserves it, or was it everyone in the band that was just like losing their minds? Well, you know, I, 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 I like to take the high road on that and and just say that uh, you know I, I felt the same frustration as everybody else, oh. uh, but that was for me that was such a long time ago now. Yeah, well, no, I, and, yeah, not to rehash it, but everybody's curious though. Is like. It, it had to be all of you in a way, because Axel does. He's kind of the face of the problems, but everybody was a mess. I became a mess during that tour, that Illusions tour. Right. I, I really did. I, you know, I wasn't so bad before. Really? I, I mean, I was a heavy drinker, no doubt. But uh, I, I would still have the days of clarity where I wouldn't drink, and, and I, I'd get business done. And right. I, I was completely sober for making records and, and doing all that stuff. And it, it spun out of control for me. Um, on that tour, there was a, it, the, the thing became such a huge machine. Try to put yourself oh, in, in our shoes for a second. You know, it was, we're in a, this massive fishbowl, and there's no how-to video for that. There's no, no instructional booklet. It just <laughs> happens, and all these people are kissing your ass, and, um, you know. It, You're it, king it, of the world. Yeah, and you guys were the biggest thing going, no doubt. And that, that had to be like, you know, on top of it all. Just the, and I look at scary. the glasses half full. I mean, we accomplished, there were, you're, you're five guys, and you have this shared vision in 1985 of how you think rock music should, should be portrayed and, right. and written and lived. And, and, and we did it. We accomplished w- way beyond what we thought 
was was possible and uh i have amazing memories of that time yeah and i came i'm still alive which is killer and yeah so you know i went back to school in my 30s and really found out that i wasn't alone about uh 99% of us don't know what they're talking about on and you know what's yeah. wild about no it stuff is that uh now you were in a business or i mean you still are more or less but in the rock realm it drove you to do a bunch of stuff. Now you're in the financial world, which people get into, and it drives them to drink. And drink. <laughs> right. Yeah, so you've actually doubled There's, up. It's a double trigger I'm not really point. in the financial world. I'm not a Wall Street guy at all. I, I just, I'm in a business like Velvet Revolver and Loaded. They're, they're businesses. They're small right. businesses, and you have to run them, especially now. You know, we're not selling records. Records don't sell like they used to. So right. the, the business model it's completely different. Back in the Guns N' Roses days, the tour was to promote the record. Right. And now a record is really a commercial for your tour. So you have to make, do you know, there's no more, gone are the days of having a huge crew and traveling first class on planes. And, you know, you're traveling on buses and you're trying to... Uh, Grind it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's and you have to be economical on, on touring. And, it, and just like anything else, I have... You know, I got to pay for my kid's school. I got insurance payments. I got every like everybody else, and um, tax. Is that the worst? You hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Now, Duff, what do you think? Uh, just that you're writing now for Playboy. You're you're the financial advisor. What do you tell people like through this tough time? What is what is your advice right off the bat? Like just a bare bones kind of thing. Well, I, I think my my mission statement. I put out a column last week, which is kind of I'm clarifying what I'm going to do. And I'm number one. I'm not going to talk with big financial jargon because. Right. People just get bleary-eyed with that and don't know what it means, and that's going to defeat the purpose. And I think people are like me when I was 30. They're, they don't want – we're all too embarrassed to ask somebody because nobody wants to be found out as a dumbass. But right. none, none of us are dumbasses. But they know we don't know. They know we don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do with this column. I'm going to break things down, simple language. What is a common stock? Oh, what does this stimulus package mean? I'm going to – Explain it in a very basic way. Are you a fan of the stimulus package? I, I am. I, I, I be, simply because this is a, a drastic time, right? And and we have one example of this drastic time, and it was the 1930s, and we've learned from that. And, and my my grandfather was an immigrant from from Ireland, uh -huh. and he moved here in 1914. And they turned him right around. They said, okay, you're in the U.S. Army now, son. And he was 15, you know, and we're going to send you back to France and you're going to fight. Okay. He goes and fights and he comes. Now he's an American citizen. And he works in the coal mines and he's in the 20s now and working in the lumber. He's moving west. And, and all of a sudden the great, you know, the, the Wall Street, the market crashes in 1929. And people panic and pull their money out of the banks. And, the, you know, there was no FDIC. 
Right. And, which means your, your money's insured by the, you know, right. the federal, by the Fed, um, which we have now. It's all in place. We're all good. Uh, so he was without a job in the 30s. He had a wife and three kids. And no work. There was no work. And President Roosevelt came in and said, okay, we're going to have this thing, and I'm going to call it the New Deal, and we're going to start building roads, and we're going to start building dams. And and my grandfather went to work building the dams in the Northwest, the Ross Dam, the Grand Coulee Dam. Now, that employed, say, you know, a dam employs maybe 5,000 men, and and there has to be a service industry around that. And uh, to food, you got to clothe those men. You have to feed those men, and that's a service in- industry around that alone. You have to put these guys up places. Now, the Grand Coulee Dam gave energy to for for Boeing to grow in Seattle. So it all that's trickled important. trickled all over the place yeah, and got everybody back. When my grandfather was through the that whole deal in 1929, he started a band. <laughs> Did he really? He started doing music, see? Yeah, yeah oh, really. That's no, good rap, too. He's messing with you. Oh, he's, he didn't yeah. start any Guns N' Roses band. So, Velvet, is, uh, they just told us we got to wrap a couple Did quick questions. you know questions. what that just meant when he said that? That I just lost him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in layman's See, I, terms. I have to be careful when I talk about this stuff because I, some people just start getting blurry-eyed. No, it isn't blurry-eyed, though, but it's just one of those things but where the, people the are nervous. Is, yeah. is, when that happened, I mean, uh, everyone was, you're completely out. You have no money, yeah, no done. job, whereas we have some fallbacks here at right. least. We do, but I think this, this 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 new stimulus package has a lot of those same qualities of building new infrastructure. And and the Republicans argue that that's short-term money, and I argue, well, it we'll was short-term last time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, but we got to do something. Guys, we do have to wrap. All right, we got to wrap. I have one okay, question guys. for you. Best, best go, sex go, go. scene in a movie ever, Duff. Best scene in a movie? Sex scene ever. Oh boy, uh, uh, good fellas when uh, uh, they're kicking the guy in the Alpacino. <laughs> All right, or, there you uh, go. Yeah, uh, you got it close, Duff. We got it. We'll talk to you later. There you go. They're killing us with Duff, but jeez, <laughs> his kicking scene is his pause and toss. I hate that we got a rap guy. Who is he? He just constantly pops in. The we got a rap guy. It's Bob. That's yeah, Bob hate, every time. We hate Bob. Yeah. Does Bob hate us too? No, he loves us. Oh, okay. Actually. But he's got. He's a, he's, we got a rap guy. You know he, what? It makes he's got the morning to... zoo online, and they're and they're you know chomping at the bit. We had Duff going for a little while, and then he started talking about the damn New Deal. It's like a fireside chat all of a sudden in the middle of that thing. Makes you want to read the column. Not really. I know about well, the New Deal. Not about that particular, but if he's spelling out stuff that he's doing, or ah. I don't know. I, it does sound like it might go into the history 101 every now yeah. and then. I mean, I like that stuff, but I don't mind it. But it's it's like those people who find Jesus. They act like they're the ones who discovered the New Deal, and they're trying to tell you all about this stuff. It's like I get it. I know what the New Deal is. I've heard. Would be rude you know, to you, but you tell plenty of historians that said the New Deal was a disaster. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you don't want to get into the financial end of it. All I asked him was if he's a fan of the stimulus package, and then I started getting his grandfather's store. I want the heroin days. Interesting turn of events there. Duff McKagan is a financial advisor now. Happy McKagan. Happy McKagan built the Cooley Dam. How about that? By himself. Now, interesting. It is weird, though, to see these guys. the Cooley Dam, was that because of... A lot of uh, Chinese worked on mm-hmm. that too. Cooley hats. Yeah, cool hats. the Cooley hats. Yeah. Duff started to drift, didn't he? Duff started to go away for a little while. It's again. in Grand Coulee, Washington, Brady. which was named after Cooley hats. 
Right. Grand Coulee was, too. 7.56. Very interesting. And his pause and toss is the scene where guys won't stop kicking a dude in uh, Goodfellas. We didn't have enough time to explain <laughs> No, that I know. Too. Bob wouldn't shut up. We got a rap. We got a rap. We got a rap. I mean, he's got a rap. 7.56 in the morning signal. Stuff McKagan wants to help you with your finances, and every month in Playboy you can read what he's telling you. It is true, though. You go to a financial advisor, no matter how much money you've got, somebody's going to take care of it, and they start piping out words, and you just sit and nod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The yield, yes. <laughs> the yield is an important thing, yes? Good yield. Good yield. We're going to try to get the yield back, and we're going to get you an international stock. You ever have those meetings for your 401k at your work? Oh, yes. you got some 25-year-old fresh out of college kid telling you what you're doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The yield. I just say that. You were in the one here where the kid must have been 22. Yeah, and I told that kid, 100% of it and the most aggressive thing you can do. Are you sure? I'm nuts, man. I'm nuts. See, John, it works like this. I'm and they whip invest. out the uh, beverage napkin, and they, <laughs> yeah. you put 1000 in now, Yep. 20 years from now. $10 million. That ain't happening. All I say to those guys, and that's my financial advice to everybody, say the yield and international portfolio every once in a while. Well, my international portfolio is... uh, We're going to back out of the high tech. Those guys love talking about it so much you don't have to finish sentences. My international portfolio is... uh, And then let them just go, because they'll interrupt you. Is it diverse? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my job with financial dudes. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then occasionally throwing out, well, I'm not real confident with that. Well, let me tell you about it. And then he goes on again. Sooner or later, he'll have all your money. 7.58 in the morning sickness. Or read Duff McKagan's stuff in Playboy, because if you're going to Playboy for your financial advice, you're going to throw your money away. I can almost guarantee that. If that's how you're making your dough, almost guarantee it. But a uh, very strange little turn of events. His pancreas blew up, and he started writing for Playboy. Odd. 7.58 in the morning sickness. That's Duff McKagan. This is disturbed. He didn't it's, apologize huh? for the delay at the What's concert on? either. No, I know. He should have given me my money back right then and there if he was any good at financial. I just wanted to say I'm sorry for that. Redistribute the wealth there. That was like an $80 ticket, man. 98 KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.